Jo. 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 It's so quiet with just two people. Though. I know it's like it's not the same. It's like all right, we gotta say it louder. I guess a little louder. <clears throat> okay. All right, ready? Yo! Yo. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do the intro. <laughs> Hold the laugh. I don't know why it's so funny. The bloopers, man. I don't man. know why it's so funny. All right, for this time. That's crazy because it's like. I remember as a kid thinking like really horrible things of her mm-hmm. and being like, you know, I don't know. I would just, I was just okay with like spilling the beans. But like, I think now I just feel more like guarded with the way I speak about my mother mm-hmm. because I'm grateful for the things that she's done. For sure. And I'm grateful to have her in my life, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, she was... Um, she was, she could be a cruel person. And, um, I think the way that she showed love was like, um, feeding me and, you know, taking me to school and doing like the best that she could, like when I had field trips to like, let me go to field trips and provide for me yeah like monetary like monetarily is that the word like money monetary yeah monetarily provide for me something like that i think that's what it was for her i think it was like monetarily provide for my kids Mm -hmm. like keeping a roof over their head and things like that and um i think for her well now it's different like things are different now. I just want to clarify that. But like, I think for her, it was like a lot of give and take for her, and um, I think she had a lot of narcissistic tendencies. And it was like, damn, I, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe I'm like going uh, into this. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like um, narcissistic tendencies, and it was kind of like an exchange. It was like, okay, well. Um, I'm giving you this, so you better get you, good grades. You better get good grades. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, what am I doing for you that you shouldn't be giving me good grades? And it's like, there's a lot of things that come into play with like the way you speak to your children, which is another thing. It's like child rearing, which is another thing. Like I don't hold it against her because it's like. You know, everyone, I don't think any any parent knows what the hell they're doing, to be honest. <laughs> everyone yeah. has a new way to do it. I don't know. But it's like, um, it's just the way you say things to your kids and stuff like that is kind of like messed up. And like, yeah, I should be getting good grades, but it's like... The way you frame the conversation mm-hmm. and the relationship that you have with your kids makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Like, I 100% like... <laughs> I feel what you're saying. It's like, yeah, you so yeah. Obviously, you're supposed to get good grades, and yeah, your parents or whatever are supposed to take care of you. But if you frame it in a way where it's like, I'm feeding you, I put a roof over your head, you better be getting these good grades. And mm-hmm. if you don't, it's like it's like the threat of like, if you don't get good grades, then I'm gonna take away this from mm-hmm. you, and that makes you feel like you're not loved, like unconditionally. You're only yeah. loved if you get good grades now. 
It's like yeah. it's like that. So even if you do get the good grades, you're not even happy about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like always like this, like specifically with her and I, like um, growing up, it was always like she had like multiple expectations of me that were very high. And when I didn't reach those expectations, she would like, she would like put me down. Mm-hmm. And she's not like, she's changed. She's much better now. But like those things I would take and I would believe them. And it's not just like grades. It's a lot of other things, but it's like, I would take those things and I would believe it. And it would make, it made me into an insecure person. Yeah. Um, it made me insecure. It made me unsure of myself. And it made me a people pleaser because I never could um, live up to her expectations. And so, like, that's, like, yeah. That's a lot of the things I had to, like, heal from. And, you know, forgive her and, like, yeah. But I'm better now. So, yes, sir. You know what I'm it's in the past. Yeah. All right. Um, me personally, just to answer that question as well. Mm-hmm. The question was, in what ways did my mother show love? Like what I explained before. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did I need to be loved? And for me, my mom, she showed love by teaching, by pushing, by um, trying to, I guess, light, light a fire under my ass and try mm-hmm. and get me to like be super successful, be the best, and, like the greatest at like everything um, I ever could possibly want to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of the ways that she pushed me, it actually drained me. So let's say I really liked football. She would like, if I told her that I liked football and I wanted to maybe play on a football team or something like that, she would all of a sudden look into like buying me coaches and um, getting me to meditate with like mantras and read books on like the best football players in the world and talk about how I'm going to win the Super Bowl when all I really wanted was just to like go play football with my friends and stuff Mm -hmm. like that like I wasn't really thinking about that and then because she would like it's like I didn't really have a choice she would force me to go through the motions of whatever a um, top tier world class level athlete is it kind of like drained the fun out of it It was like wow I don't even want to play football anymore Mm -hmm. type shit and that would happen with like every single subject every single thing I had interest in and eventually it drained myself of, like, interest in anything. It was like, wow, I don't really like doing anything. And if I did, I sure as hell don't want to tell my mom I'm interested into it. And mm-hmm. so I ended up just, like, doing nothing pretty much at mm-hmm. home as a kid. Um, I mean, I would go outside, play with my brother sometimes. But for the most part, it just made me, um, I guess, introverted, you could say. Mm-hmm. When before, I, was, I wasn't introverted at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the ways that I needed to be loved, really were I think I just needed to have someone that I could talk to, honestly. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times going through whatever it is I'm going through at, at school or whatever, let's say I got bullied or something like that or I got into an argument or something. Um, if I ever went to my mom with it, it was, first of all, she was like never in the mood to talk about it. Um, she was always, it was kind of weird because when she, when she, um, when my dad and her got separated, it was like I was like the next in line to like vent and be there for her and comfort her through mm-hmm. her problems and stuff like that. And so I would kind of like listen to her talk and like lecture or whatever and talk about 
um, all the things that I need to do, all the things that I need to be, which is also like the expectation thing you were talking mm-hmm. about. Like it's hard to please her. Um, but it also made me feel like invisible. It was like, okay, I'm going to push myself to the side so like I can be there for her so I can like listen to her. All mean all the meanwhile, she isn't even like happy with like me or whatever it is mm-hmm. I'm doing. So it's like, yeah, I feel like I kind of just went on like a little rambling thing. I don't even know what I was answering. I was just kind of talking. No, like, that made on. sense. You were talking about like um, how she showed love and then yeah. how like her expectations kind of like were like pushed towards you. So it wasn't like it was like. You know, you had something you liked, and she took it and put her expectation on it and tried yes. to force you. Yes, exactly. Tried to force you into exactly. it. And it's like, she could have just given you that space to, to do your own thing, mm-hmm. you know? She could, like, there's, like, she, I think it would have been, like, good if she had just, like, like, for example, your football example. Yeah, looking up, like, um... A list of coaches and then just being like hey this is what i found i think it's pretty cool mm-hmm. and then just being like letting you go from there like take that lead you know what i mean yeah yeah no it was nice so it's like even though um i do feel like the places where i really needed love i didn't get i do appreciate the things that i learned and experiences that i got from the um things that she taught me such as, like, you know, like, one of them, like, um, Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, you know, really taught me a lot about life. And to be fair, I wouldn't really be the man I am today with the knowledge that I have today if it wasn't for, like, the things that she exposed me to and taught me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, like, all bad or all horrible. That's why I can't mm-hmm. really say that she never loved me or never did anything good for me because that's a blatant lie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. It's not just like black and white. It's yeah. definitely like gray area mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Kind of like a they tried their best, but like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean it in like that way. Like a participation board. Like, not you a did your best. You did. <laughs> you tried. A for effort. No, because it's. No, I don't mean that. Like. I don't mean um I don't mean like they tried their best <laughs> like they <laughs> cuz I always think about this I'm always like I always think like with my mom it's like um she was trying to raise me that's all that she was doing and mm-hmm. she I think she accomplished it she like I see a lot of like characteristics in me that I'm glad that she instilled in me. She yeah. did those things. And, like, I'm proud of her. I'm proud to call her my mom. It's like... But, like, a lot of the things that were wrong with me and a lot of the trauma and things that were wrong with me were caused by her. So it's, it's like... It's not black and white. It's great. Yeah. It's not... Yeah. It's crazy. For me, today... Um, I had to learn to put up boundaries in a way because my mom, like, to this day, she still tries to treat me like I'm a child. Like, she still wants to raise me and put her expectations and stuff on me. And so 
um, I guess something to take like if you're in like a position like this or um, you have problems with like mental health something that really helps is like putting up boundaries mm -hmm. so my mom for example let's say that right now um, she thinks that I should be doing better in school or she thinks I should be um, doing a whole bunch of other things that I don't necessarily want to do um, what helps is putting a boundary of just like understanding that you're your own person and also using your time and attention actually working on yourself and separating yourself from someone that's trying to live your life for you mm -hmm. yeah I think that's that's a good point to make um, just like being able to set boundaries towards um, they call them energy vampires mm -hmm. <laughs> I, see it I see it on Twitter all the time energy vampires it's like um, just like anyone who doesn't like, I don't want to say, like, doesn't respect, but, like, I don't think your mom's, like, intentionally being disrespectful, but, like, I think, like, she's forcing her ideas onto you when, um, you know, you're your own person, you know? I hope that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of the things, exactly, like... A lot of the things that she taught me mm -hmm. and that I tried to live by, they ended up hurting me like so much in, mm -hmm. in the real world because in reality, um, the things that she was teaching me were really just to get me to obey and respect her completely. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily for how I should act in the real world. It was literally just how I need to act when I'm in the house, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I understand that, but I think... So obviously... If you have, like, a kid or whatever, they need to respect you and stuff like that. But I think there needs to be a difference, a point where you acknowledge the difference between how you act in the, at home and how you act, like, in the real world as well. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, I'm your father or whatever if I have a son and just because you're supposed to respect me, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden, like, anyone else in the real world can talk to you however they want. You need to, like, stand up for yourself and love yourself and know your worth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't teach me that yeah. because she was so focused on making sure that she was the, the queen of the household mm -hmm. and making sure she had, like, the the utmost power or whatever. Yeah. I think a lot of, um, a lot of that has to do with, like, I don't want to say all parents, but, like, I think a lot of parents, um, and I'm not a parent, I can't speak, like, fully, like, from experience mm -hmm. at all from experience I don't have many kids at all from experience <laughs> but um I think like I always think of the idea of like yeah your child's younger than you yes they have to listen to you and yes you may have more wisdom than them but that doesn't mean that there shouldn't be um mutual respect for your child because yeah. it's like you know, the same way you respect another human being, the same way you respect your husband or your wife or, like, another human adult is the same way you should respect your child, even though they're your child. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be, like, this, like, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? This idea in your head, like, I'm the boss of them. Like, 
yes, they have to listen. Like a slave. Yeah, like like a monarchy type of idea. Yeah. Like I'm. Yeah. 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 That's the point. That was the point I was making. Yeah. Like you have to understand, like your (laughs) your child is their own person. They're human. Yeah, you might be with them a lot but it's like they're 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 still their own human they still have their own thoughts and feelings and emotions for sure yeah all right well i think we had enough of that topic (laughs) 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 let's move on to the second topic so the question for this one is does the motivation to find a romantic partner stem from the lack of love received during childhood Mm. I'll go first on this one. Okay. So, as a kid, right, I felt like I was alone. I felt like I never had anyone, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like I wasn't loved, and I felt like it was unfair. And so, as a kid, I wanted to make it my life's purpose, my duty, to be the thing for someone else that I never had, that I wished that I had as a kid. So I wanted a relationship because I wanted to be the person that was like loving, that was like infinitely patient, um, kind, and loving in the way that whoever it is that I'm with needs to be loved. And so to answer that question simply is yes. For me, at least, my reason to want to be in a relationship was just so I could give love and let someone else experience love how I thought that... I wanted to re- it to be um, how I wanted to be loved, I guess, mm-hmm. but not not exactly how I wanted to be loved. I it was like I acknowledged that people are different. I wanted to love other people how they wanted to be loved, mm-hmm. as a way to show that like it's possible for love to, I mean, do its thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my motivation for a long time. That makes sense, but um, I think. Sorry, like, I'm going on, like, multiple tangents in my head. I'm trying to choose one and, like, stick with it. You're good. Um, like, you were saying, like, you would, uh, you wanted to be love for somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that is, like, that's a good thing to, like, think of. But it's also, like, you got to realize that, like I said earlier, like, everyone is their own human. And it's, like... You can't be Superman for somebody. And that's another thing. Like, relationships have to be, like, equal, equal, like, give and take. And it's, like, you can be there for them, but they also have to be there for you. Uh And it's, like, you can, um, like, you can't just, like, 100% be there, like, superhero. Like, that's not... You're not God. <laughs> that sounded yeah, so yeah. weird the way I said it. <laughs> but it's like... The point I'm trying to make is... You wanted to give love because you didn't receive love. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Um, I forgot about myself in the process. Yeah. That's Why didn't I just is. do that for myself? <laughs> yeah, but you didn't know. Like, now you know. Yeah. yeah. But, um, neither did I. I think, like, so with me, 
<clears throat> it was like people pleasing. I'm a people pleaser. And I think because I would please try so hard to please people so much, I was looking for what you were trying, like basically what you were offering. Like, yeah, I wanted um, that knight in shining armor and I I love romance movies and I, lo- I still love romance movies. <laughs> even now with my perception of like relationships now, it's different. But like even now, I still love like romance stories and romance movies. It's like, ugh. I ate that shit up. Like, <laughs> I would be like into the shit. But there's like so many more layers to relationships than the, the fairy tale movie Knight in Shining Armor crap. I call it crap because it's crap. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like I wanted. So it's like, what was my motivation? Or like, do you think people are motivated to find romantic partners? That's the question, right? People are motivated. Due to, like, lack of love that they receive as a job. Yes. To answer that one, yes. If you're not healed, if you haven't healed your traumas or your childhood wounds, and if you're not healed and if you don't love yourself, and that's a lot of things people would be like, oh, you can't be in a relationship if you don't love yourself. You can if you're working on yourself. Sorry, that was sidetracked. <laughs> so, like, you were, like, making sure that this one person knows. Like, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, it's like... You can still be in a relationship even if you don't love yourself, but I'm and I don't know if it's true or not, but it's like I in my opinion, I think if you don't love yourself, that relationship is not going to work out. Cuz um you're just trying to fill the void. Yeah. And when that person doesn't live up to your expectations, mm-hmm. you're going to be mad as Fuck. I'm sorry. You're going to be hurt all over again. Yeah, you can cuss. Yeah, Yeah, you're going to be hurt all over again. And then now you have more baggage that you need to work through. That shadow work you got to do, you know. If you can see my faces right now, (laughs) I 100% felt that. It was like, yo, because I didn't heal from my stuff, all of a sudden, the the smallest thing, if she didn't love me, like, how I I felt like Mm -hmm. I deserved or how I felt like my mom should have. Mm Mm-hmm. I took it so personally and it like hurt so much like it hurt way more than whatever it is she did warranted mm-hmm. and it was like piling on piling on piling like over and over and over again into yeah. this cycle where it was just like damn like something is not right like I need to look mm-hmm. for the source of the problem somewhere else like obviously being in a relationship doesn't doesn't take away from the fact that like I'm not healed mm-hmm. <laughs> as a person myself yeah. Like it was like like you said, it, it was exactly that. I was looking for someone to fill the void, but instead of looking for someone that would like fill my void, I was trying to fill someone else's void, um, simply just because I didn't love myself or think about myself in any situation or mm-hmm. any scenario. It's like I thought about myself last, and um, yeah, yeah. And now you gotta heal from your childhood trauma and your relationship yeah exactly now you gotta do both it's like you you dug a deeper hole for yourself Mm -hmm. also to the thing you were saying before um you said that you can be in a relationship even if you haven't healed or you don't love yourself Mm -hmm. um i would say yes you can but i would say that you shouldn't i think you should learn to love yourself before Mm -hmm. you can learn to love someone else it's like the order of operations or like the hierarchy of needs like right how are you going to love someone else if you don't know how to love yourself? How mm. are you going to... How are you supposed to expect to 
um, feel loved by someone else if mm-hmm. you don't even know what feeling loved is like. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to someone one time. It was a long time ago, years ago. And I was frustrated. I was like, damn, bro, like, my girl doesn't know how to love me and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. he was like, well, do you know how to love you? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. No, oh, <laughs> oh, shit. shit. You got me, bro. <laughs> That's like, crazy. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> you got me, bro. Like, I couldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're right. And so, you know, it took a while. Like, I never, I didn't want to let go. Mm-hmm. But... um Letting go of that relationship and working on myself was definitely the correct decision. Mm-hmm. Definitely the best thing I probably could have done for myself. Yeah. And it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> oh, there was something else I wanted to say. Um, um, damn. It has escaped me. But what was the question again? If um, we were talking about um, is the want for the desire for a romantic relationship does it stem from childhood mm-hmm. wounds? I think I think because we're social creatures, we're always gonna look for relationships, and mm-hmm. I think romantic is just like another step towards relationships. Yeah, but the type of person there you go it's coming it's coming back it's coming back it's coming back the type of person that you might end up with or you might choose can stem from your trauma that you didn't heal Mm -hmm. so like you know that whole daddy issues bullshit that people talk about that I don't the way that people can misconstrued it is stupid but it's like um for example like they say like if you were in uh an abusive relationship if if your parents were abusive your the the likelihood of being in an, an abusive relationship in the future is more likely to happen so it's like um where was i going with that fuck shit Ugh. okay i'm gonna just go from there so yeah so it's more likely to happen so it's like if you Why? hmm why? So I think I actually really don't know. I think it comes from like because you were abused, and I don't know if this is like research based, but I think it's like because you were abused as a child, and like so, example, you didn't heal from that trauma of being abused as a child. You, you, kind of it's kind of like a bad habit. It's like you'll find a partner and like it's something that's familiar to you because mm-hmm. as a child you were abused and it's like it's something that's familiar. It's patterns that are familiar to you. So if you don't consciously recognize those patterns and those cycles in other people and in yourself, you can easily find yourself trapped in that type of relationship. Yeah. Which is what I wanted to go to. Like, that tangent would be like, if you don't, like, heal yourself and know your worth, like, you can, like, get taken, like, fuck, shit, fuck. Okay, let me just start that sentence over (laughs) again. (laughs) Because I said, like, shit, fuck, all that shit, I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. I think we as people should heal ourselves before we get in relationships because once you heal yourself like and once you like start to love yourself and know your worth you won't stand for the bullshit and one way of doing that is like reviewing past shit instead of like subconsciously blocking out your baggage like bring doing your shadow work and bringing that baggage forward so like shadow work is like shadow work is doing like taking the time out to like think of something that happened to you in the past and like bring up those feelings again and live like feel those feelings and really think about like why it is that happened Mm -hmm. why you felt that way and like like things like that and i would say do more research on shadow work because shadow work is gonna get you through (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) but it's like yeah if you once you recognize those patterns in yourself and in other people it's easier to recognize it in new people yeah. before you start a relationship with someone it's like red flags and you you can see those red flags and you can choose to ignore it or you can choose to pay attention to it and once you like know okay no that's a red flag that I'm not fucking standing for like that's what's going to like make you like shit like seeing those red flags and being like no that's not for me like that's what's gonna help you find like a better relationship you know mm-hmm. kind of like kissing like you know how princess and the frog not the new one with tiana but like the original story like she kissed like multiple frogs until she kissed the prince i think <laughs> shit is that the story? really i don't know i don't know i, don't know I think it's shit. something like that i don't remember but it's like <clears throat> you can meet multiple people and be like no, I love myself and I know my worth and I know what I'm going to deal with and what I'm going to take and what I'm not going to take. Like, for example, and I don't know anything about Cardi B and Cardi B's worth and I don't really know the situation between Cardi B and... What's it's Offset. Offset? Yeah. It's like, no one knows really, truly what's happening behind closed doors for celebrities. But from my point of view, she done took this man back way too many times. Mm-hmm. And it's like... For example, it's like, that's the cycle. That's the pattern that she is used to. So in her head, or whatever might actually be happening, but this is just an example. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <clears throat> that's the pattern. Everything's a cycle. It's a circle. It's like, okay, Offset cheats. Offset apologizes. Offset gets me this gift. I'm back with Offset. Offset cheats. Offset apologizes. Offset gets me this gift. I'm back with Offset. It's like, it's like, or like at some point he's lying and and somewhere in there he's lying. And that's the thing. Like the lie is the red flag. The cheating is the red flag, but she's choosing to ignore it. Why? I don't know. Could it be because of trauma? I don't know. Do you believe that like if someone is like truly sorry about something and someone is like actually like doing their best to change do you think that it's worth giving other people another shot or do you think that is just like bullshit? Mm. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible answer for me to answer because I'm still trying to like heal through apologies myself. 
Because one thing I learned recently, everyone has an apology language. You know how there's like love languages? Oh, that's actually really interesting. That's the thing. There's apology apology language? language. It's the way you accept apologies and the way you apologize to people. Mm-hmm. So like fuck, I forgot what mine was. You know so you know the um love languages thing came from like a book and they have a website that does a quiz yeah. for the love language. That same website has the apology language quiz. Really? So like for example Yeah, there's there's like one where it's like remorseful apology m- like action apology. I don't remember, like you got you can't quote me off of this, but it's mm-hmm. like I know mine, fuck, I really got to think about it, because I, I got to retake the test, I don't remember. You can take the test now if you want. I don't know how long it's going to take, you know them quizzes be long as hell. <laughs> we can do it, we can do it though. We can but... do it and we can just edit out the space or whatever. Okay, yeah, you want to do it now? Yeah, sure. Alright, shit. <laughs> okay. Let me see if I can find the website. Do you know your love language? No, I don't. Oh, mine is um, words of affirmation and I think it's quality time. So before we actually get into that, um, there's something actually I want to talk about. Words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So I've talked to a few people and it seems like for me, I don't want to like be like, um, I don't want to make an overgeneralization, mm-hmm. but I feel like from what I've noticed, most of the women that I've talked to all have the same, they want words of affirmation. And I've always wondered if, is that just, is it an insecurity of the words of affirmation or is that... Is there a way to understand that your need is is uh, words of affirmation? But is there a way to also not be insecure about it? I can't answer for everyone, mm-hmm. but I can answer for me. I know why my love language is words of affirmation, and it's like comes from my childhood, my trauma. Um, and like I said, because of my childhood trauma, like I said before. My childhood trauma made me um, unsure of myself, not confident in myself. Mm. And it's like, like even, like I even catch myself doing things like, like earlier before the podcast started, I texted you. I was like, oh, I just got back to work and I requested these days off. Should Mm. I text it to my boss? Like, is that bad? Yeah. That was the, I like, I seek out words of affirmation. Yeah. It's like. Um, not, well, this is, I guess, kind of what I do. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the same as what you do, but it's like kind of like asking for permission. Like, is it okay if I do this? So for me, it was mm-hmm. like, um, if I really wanted to do something, but I was like unsure, like how it would be perceived. It's like, I asked someone else, you know, is it okay if I do mm-hmm. this? It obviously is. And I know it is, but it's like, I just want to make sure that it's all right. Yeah. And then I go and, and I do it or whatever. It's that feeling of like, I'm unsure of myself. And that yeah. comes from like, I don't know for sure, like you would have to like really dig deep and figure out where that comes from for you but for me like to look like at the things you've told me it, it, i think it comes a lot from like your mom shoving her ideas down on you mm-hmm. so then it's like you're because of like that thing like you're always second guessing your own thoughts yeah oh my god yep oh yep my god. see that's bro, what i'm saying oh bro you're 100 right Sick. that's a fact <laughs> Yeah, so many times just like talking with my mom and stuff. Like it's mm-hmm. like I'm 100 percent sure about something, but then just talking here with her just like makes me like, oh mm-hmm. shit, like, yo, yeah. It's like it's obvious that it's right, but it's like the way she says it, the way she talks, it's just like, mm-hmm. damn, isn't maybe I'm wrong? Like I don't know. Maybe, yes. maybe, I'm, maybe I'm tripping. Like, Bro, I've, <laughs> do you know the amount of times I've literally. Like, I told you before, before the podcast, like, my mom is my biggest weakness that I have to, like, work with boundaries. But it's like, 
the amount of times my mother has gaslit me without her even knowing that she's gaslit me. Yeah. It's like she doesn't know that like like one time she said something and she's like I told you this and I I remembered the conversation <laughs> word for word and I was like you did not tell me this. <laughs> And she sat there and gas tried. She tried to gaslight me because I remembered it. But it's like I had in that moment. I was like, "Wow, do you know how many fucking times she's gaslit me?" And I sat mm-hmm. there and had to really be like, "Damn, am I wrong? <laughs> like, is it me? Like, did I fuck up? Am I the fuck up?" But it's like, no, it's not. Like, they, you can't sit here and gas like, bro. Oh, child, I, I can't, I can't get heated. No. Like, <laughs> I gotta. When I get home, I gotta do some shadow work, like <laughs> clear out, cause like I'm really yeah, look up look up shadow work right now on Google. It's yes, actually, it actually helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Definitely something really good. Yeah, my wanna... heart. Ooh, um, let me put y'all on to this girl. She's so good. I love her. Her name is Naughty Designs. N O T T Y. She's on Instagram. She's on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all of that, all of that. But I discovered her on YouTube, and I, I'd say she ha- she also has a blog, but her blog doesn't really have, like, she'll post stuff, but she doesn't have a lot of, like, posts, like, a lot of information on her blog. Naughty Designs? Yeah, go to Naughty Designs. Oh, she's so yummy. I love her. Mm, mm, sorry. Okay. <laughs> N-O-T-T-Y Designs. And she has so much stuff about, like, spirituality and like healing and shadow work and all that mm. look up naughty just like when you go to youtube naughty design shadow work and she's gonna like there's a video like shadow work how to start shadow work q a i love her i love her so much i want to meet her one day her. yes shout out shout out shout out <laughs> i feel like we got so sidetracked <laughs> no we did we did we got so sidetracked okay we're gonna take the, the you want to do the quiz yes yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's go let me pull up the website. Oh, another one. Another one I want to shout out. Another lady. Her name is Shan Boudrum, but she goes by Shan Booty. S-H-A-N-B-O-D-Y. Hold on. I got to look it up. Shan Booty. She's a sexologist, and she has a book out called The Game of Desire. And she, like, basically teaches um how to um, basically get better with your love life. Mm-hmm. I, like I always do in my own fashion, which I want to do better at. Yeah, Shan Booty. It just pulled up. B-O-O-D-Y. B-O-O-D-Y. Yeah. Shit. I, in my fashion, I don't finish books and it makes me so mad because my friend, she's a Capricorn. I don't know if it has anything to do with it. She reads books all the time and Mm. she works full time. And I'm like, bro, where do you have the time to read a book? Anyways, so I read Shan's book, started to read her book. And, like, I did the first chapter is about learning to love yourself. Mm. And I did, like, half her workbook. And I'm, I still need to finish it. Actually, no, I think I did. I finished it. I did finish her workbook. So she has it on her website. Y'all can look it up. Game of Desire, Shamboodrum. And oh, basically, yes. that's where I learned, huh? It sounds interesting. Yes. It's a, it, it's a really interesting book. I really got to finish the book. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Shan, if you ever hear this. I'm going to finish your book one day, baby. But, um, yeah, so that's where I learned my love language and my apology language. And she has so many other quizzes, 
like that she makes you do in the workbook and that she makes you write out stuff about yourself and it's like I learned a lot about myself and it, like that's another thing you have to learn about yourself and sorry I'm all over the place okay <laughs> um love language because I think that's the same website language quiz let me do apology language with apology are you gonna do yours too yeah I'm gonna do it for sure pull it up I was just waiting for you to find the, the website so love language quiz <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, apology. It's yeah, fivelanguages.com, which is literally where the that's I knew that was the same website. Fivelanguages.com. Five, languages. five the that is that what the hell did I say? Is this it? Yeah, that's the website. Fivelovelanguages.com. Okay, but instead of so look up apology quiz, apology quiz on five love languages. I don't know. Just, you'll find apology it. Apology quiz. The apology language quiz. What is your apology language? Just as our preferred love languages differ, each one of us has a preferred apology language that mm-hmm. may differ from the people they love. All right. Let's get started. Let's get started. I mean, you don't have to edit this out if you want. I don't know. Okay. What's your gender? I'm, I'm a female. Oh, I thought you were asking me. Oh, no. I'm like, just what? reading this out loud. <laughs> okay. Age 18 to 24. Country. Okay. Are you on the first question yet? Yeah, I'm on the first question, yeah. Are you your spouse failed to acknowledge your wedding anniversary? Is that what you see? Yes. Okay. If you are not married, assume you are in the scenario. He slash she should say, I cannot believe I forgot you and our marriage is so important to me. I'm so sorry. There is no excuse for me forgetting. What was I thinking? What can I do to prove my love for you? You can bet I won't forget next year. I'm going to circle the date on my calendar. I know you are hurt, but can you ever forgive me? Which one are you choosing? I think it's the top one for me. If you want, you can take the quiz along with us. Yeah. yeah. And if you want, you can <laughs> skip past all this quiet. There'll be timestamps. There'll be timestamps. Okay. <laughs> uh, what can I do to prove my love for you? think for me there was two that were maybe but i felt like the first one i think it's going to be between the third one and the and the fourth one mm-hmm. the what can i do to prove my love for you or you can bet i won't forget next year i'm going to circle the date on my calendar i think i'm going to do the third one okay okay <clears throat> you want to read the next question the next question is your mother knew how you felt about a matter and knowingly went against your wishes. She should say blank. First one is, if I had only thought about what I was doing, I would have realized it was wrong. What can I do to regain your respect? I won't take your feelings for granted in the future. Will you please give me another chance? I knew how you felt but went against your wishes anyways. I wish I had not done that. For me, it's like, I feel like every single one is obvious for me. Like, I feel like the rest don't make make sense. I think there's Mm -hmm. only one that's like right for me. So whatever it is, it's going to be that way all the way along. It's like, I see like four red and I see one green. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's like, it's really obvious for me. I'm trying to think of how I'd feel in this situation. This is different (laughs) for me. I'm like, I don't know which one. (laughs) I'm so like weird on apologies. Mm -hmm. I think I know what I would want and it would be like, 
I want to see you make that change. I'd rather, because words are so empty for me. Like, what can I do to regain your respect? You can kiss my ass. That's what you can do. <laughs> Don't tell me that shit. What can I do to regain your respect? <laughs> Bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like it's like you're saying, like, you'll do it as long as you have a way to regain. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> if only I had thought about what I was doing, I would have realized it was wrong. Yeah, see... I don't like empty words, and I, I'm gonna always feel like the words are empty. I won't take your feelings for granted in the future, and I don't like the future shit because I don't trust people. <laughs> so it's like you can't be like sitting here like, okay, uh, will you please give me another chance? Um, all right, I'm gonna go with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last one. The last one. I knew how you felt, but went against your wishes anyway. I wish I had not done that. See, that would piss me off even more if you told me that shit to really? my face because it's like. If you knew how I felt, then why the fuck you went against my wishes? I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm really bad with apologies. Like, uh. okay. You you chose yours? Yeah, I chose the last one. Oh, okay. Okay. That's why you asked me about it. Yeah. All right. Is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Your business partner failed to consult with you on an important matter of mutual interest. He or she should say, I really blew it this time. I was wrong to not include you in this decision. You have a right to be upset with me. Is there anything I can do to make it uh, to make up for what I did? In the future, I plan to consult with you no matter what. I won't bypass you in making decisions again. You have every right to hold this against me. But will you please forgive me? I know now that I hurt you very badly. I am truly sorry for what I did. The more I read these apologies, the more my taste for them changes. Yeah. Yeah, you feel that too? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, like, I didn't even think of that, but I was like, wait, I did say that shit. So like for the first one, at first, mm-hmm. I would have been like, yeah, okay. That was, I would say that's the best one. Mm-hmm. But now reading it again, it's like after hearing it over and over, mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like manipulative in a way. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I really blew it this time. I was wrong not to include you in this decision you have a right to be upset with me mm-hmm. i feel like by saying you have a right to be upset with me it's kind of like playing like a pity card where it's like you know you're right like mm-hmm. you should be mad at me like it makes me not want to be mad at you it's, mm-hmm. and it's like but it's like i didn't get to not enjoy but i didn't get to experience like my anger towards you compared to the other one that i probably thought was kind of bullshit before it's like honest it's like you know i know you're mad at me or whatever you have every right but like I still want you to forgive me, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's more real. And I don't know. It's like... I think it <laughs> has a lot to do with the question and the people and the situation. Because, mm-hmm. like, for me, I w- you know how, like, before... And I don't remember which question it was, but I was like, oh, I don't trust future shit. I don't trust <laughs> yeah. But then I was like, damn, in the future, I plan to consult with you no matter what. I won't bypass you in making a decision again. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a good one for a business partner. But I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, I definitely... <laughs> said that the future but I'm not gonna have to the future I think I've been ignoring the questions the entire time what do you mean you've been ignoring the questions I've been completely ignoring them but like it's like I look at the apology first like I don't even think about the the situation I think it's just I look more at the type of like apology that it is that makes me feel better so like I like the fourth one but now that Mm. I look at the question for a business partner, the third one is probably the best. That's what I'm saying. It's the question. The questions for me are like messing with me. We'll see what the results I think are. Because the question, I'm gonna have to go third, even though I want to go fourth. Yeah. All right. You answered. Yeah, I did. All right. All right. What's the next one? Uh, 
Your father gave you the silent treatment as a way of making you feel guilty about something on which the two of you disagreed. He should say, and I've had this situation happen, but with my mother. Same. Uh, it's so annoying, How bro. How long did it last? Um, a week. Yeah. And that's because I ignored the shit out of her back. Because, <laughs> like, a lot, like, I think... That that was the that was actually the week of remember I told you I was fighting and I spent like four days yeah. at Guile's house. Yeah. Different Guile, not me. But um like I at that point I was like, you know what? Because usually when she gives me the silent treatment, I'll go out of my way to talk to her mm-hmm. and she'll be so fucking passive aggressive and it pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Fucker. <laughs> if she gonna act like this, then I'm not gonna talk to her either. So I would walk in the house and not speak to her. Then I'd leave the house and not speak to her. I'd yeah. spend like hours, like I just wouldn't be home. I'd be at like Natalie's house, mm-hmm. and like Natalie was like, "What? What you doing here?" Because you know I was. I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, um, what'd she say? I was like, oh yeah, me and mom not talking. And she was like, oh. And, like, finally, like, three days. I was at Natalie's house three days in a row. And she's like, y'all still not talking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. For it's me, annoying. You know it's kind of funny? I was shocked when you said a week, but not because it was that long. It's because it was that short. For me, it was two months. Two months? Yeah. And we lived in the same house. It was actually during COVID when she came to live with my dad. We didn't talk for, like, two months in the Did same Did y'all, house. like, pass each yes, other and not yes, say nothing? yes, yes. And it was Damn! like at Holy first, crap. at first, like I would do things to try and grab her attention. Like, um, that's when I started like playing my music out loud because mm-hmm. I never had done that before. Because like, if I ever did, mm-hmm. I thought like maybe my white dad would feel like it's weird or mm-hmm. my mom would be like, oh, there's colors and shit, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to get her attention. And so I would work out and I would blast the music, whatever the hell I wanted to play, like JD I'm and shit at the time mm-hmm. is what I was listening to. And she's still... Bro, I, you have to respect her. She was dedicated. She didn't even <laughs> flinch. She didn't even flinch. Not even and a little And I was like, I low-key, I was like, I was a little hurt. Like, I was like, damn, like, she's really, like, I don't exist to her. Like, I'm invisible. But I was like, you know what? Whatever, bro. Like, That's crazy. I was like, yeah. <laughs> what did your, your brothers and your dad say? Nothing. <laughs> did, just, did they notice that y'all wasn't talking? Um, prob- yeah, of course. I mean, probably. No, they did. They did. But it's like, it's like taboo kind of mm. like you don't talk about it it's, <laughs> it's like the elephant in the room like there were times we would oh be ca- having a conversation like as a family and like it's like she was there i was there but we wouldn't talk to each other it's like i would talk to my dad and my mom would talk to my dad but we'd never like talk to each other oh my god <laughs> i feel so bad for them not not for you and your mom but like it's like uh, that's just like I don't even know how to act in that situation. I'm just like, there. <laughs> yeah. That's that crazy. was definitely an interesting time. Actually, no. It wasn't even that bad. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of better. It was kind of better when we weren't talking to each other than when we were. Because when we were talking, it was like arguing. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Mothers. <laughs> <laughs> Mothers. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> But, uh, oh, do you have your phone? Yeah. All right. Is it my turn to read or your turn? Uh, I don't know. It was me. It was me because I read it out. Your father gave you the silent treatment as a way of making you feel guilty about something on which the two of you disagreed. 
he should say, there is no denying that I'm guilty. I should have handled the situation with more fairness and honesty. I would like to make this up to you somehow and I want to keep talking with you. May I take you out to dinner? In the future, I'm going to be more honest about how I feel without trying to make you feel guilty for not agreeing with me. It's your choice, but I really do hope you will forgive me. You're an adult. I feel really bad about controlling your decisions. I don't want to risk damaging our relationship. I like that last yeah, one. Yeah, last one. Yeah, I'm I an adult. my mom would say that to me. Oh, my mom will never <laughs> say wish. that to me. I wish. Bro, you know what? <laughs> it was hilarious. My mom was talking to me. And she was like, oh, I don't remember what she said, but she said something about praying because, like, God listens to children's prayers more. And she was talking about me praying, (laughs) but she was talking about me and then someone else, but, like, someone that was younger than me. Yeah. She was talking to me about my prayers. She's like, oh, God listens to children's prayers more. And I'm like, she wasn't trying to be shady, but it was just, it was just something normally that she spoke out. And that made me realize she still looks at me as a child and i'm like mm-hmm. i was like mom <laughs> i'm about to be 23 i'm not a child <laughs> what are you like and she's like you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> i'm like i'm not a child though i'm not a child like when 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 people say the phrase god listens to children's prayers they're talking about a nine-year-old i'm not i'm 20 i'm 23 basically in like literally three weeks like, what are you saying? And she's like, <laughs> like, like, I am your child, but I am not a child. Yeah. Like, I can be tried as an adult <laughs> for anything illegal that I do. So, like, I don't know. I'm not going to juvie. I'm not a child. I don't know. I, swear. I don't know. I just... So that, like, that phrase right there made me realize, like, she still thinks of me as a child. And, like, Living with her makes me feel like a child. But I'm a whole... I'm grown as fuck. And, like, even now, I feel like I'm having a little bit of imposter syndrome. Thinking, like, oh, are you really an adult? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did we choose... Yeah, the last one. Yeah, the last one. Did you choose yours? Yeah, the last one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Your neighbor asked you to wait on him slash her outside the arena, but she slash he slash she never showed up. For the concert, he or she's oh they flaked. Uh, he or she should say, "Our friendship is really important, and I hope you won't give up on me. Will you forgive me for standing you up? I'm so sorry you had to stand there waiting on me. You are important to me, and I should have honored you and your time by being there when I said I would. You stood there waiting on me, thinking I would show up at any moment, and I let you down. Oh, that's so extra. If I had only managed my time differently, I would have been there. This is totally my fault." Let's go to another concert, and this time I'm paying for your ticket as my way of apologizing for standing you up last time. In the future, I will manage my time and prioritize my schedule so that I so that I tend to our friendship like I should. I like the the pay for my, my next ticket one. Really? Yeah. Which one do you like? So, yeah. so for me, this one, it's actually funny because this actually reminds me of a girl that actually, this actually happened to. This actually happened to me. Okay. With this girl. Was it a date and, or just like friendship thing? Um, see, it happened multiple times. The first one was a date, but the other two were actually like things like, now that I think about it, you remember the one where it was like your partner um, didn't show up or whatever, mm-hmm. and so you missed a deadline because of it? Mm-hmm. So boom, I was supposed to take a test or whatever, and I needed like the, the textbook. She had the textbook. She was supposed to give it to me. Mm-hmm. 
never met me at where she was supposed to meet me and I had to go in without the textbook and take the test. Folded. Oh, and she dang. apologized to me and reading these apologies, the reading these apologies, mm-hmm. I've seen every single one of the apologies except for the third one. And I felt the one that you said was like extra, mm-hmm. I like the third one because dang. I've seen the other ones and the other, I'm telling you, they're all fake. Dang. I'm warning oh, wow. you. They're all fake. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> they're so fake. I like, I like the third one because it's like, yeah, it is extra, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's like you're acknowledging what I had to go through. It's like mm-hmm. you're acknowledging that like I sit there looking, I sat there looking stupid, waiting for you, mm-hmm. and you let me down. And it's like, true. You feel me? It's That's like they true. acknowledge, like they acknowledge that they made you look dumb type shit. And they're like, I'm so sorry, I did that. Yeah. Too. So I like the third one. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I like that one. Thank God I'm not. <laughs> you don't want her no more though oh that's great <laughs> shout out her <laughs> despite having several positive accomplishments your supervisor only criticized your performance he or she should say you deserve recognition for your hard work and I will try to be more balanced next time I hope this won't damage our relationship will you accept my apology I'm so sorry that I focused on the minor flaws of your performance. I did not. Re- I regret that I didn't encourage you more. I neglected to compliment you on the many strengths of your performance, and you may have felt that all your practice was for nothing. As your supervisor, I should be more forthcoming with what, with praise for all the good work that you do. How can I earn your forgiveness? Shall I write down the strengths of your performance? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the thing that you said. It's like, oh, you want me to write down your your positive traits? <laughs> you want me to write it in a notebook? You want me to recite it every morning for you? <laughs> you want me to recite it to the class? Yeah. No, I like the fourth one though. I like the first one. Okay. At lunch, your server dropped your uh, dropped food on you and ruined your shirt. He slash she should say, "Can you please forgive me for my carelessness?" Whoa, what's happening? What? It's I don't know. The loading loading started coming up. Uh, go back and forwarding. Damn, I think that was the last question. That's the last question. My report right. came up. I'll just read it out loud and then answer. Yeah. At lunch, your server dropped food on you and ruined your shirt. He or she should say, can you please forgive me for my carelessness? I am so sorry about that. I feel bad that I've ruined your shirt and inconvenienced you like this. I am normally pretty careful, but I wasn't careful enough this time. I accept full responsibility for this mess. I would like to reimburse you for your dry cleaning or for the cost of a new shirt. What seems more appropriate to you? This has taught me a hard lesson. You can bet that I'll be even more careful in the future when serving guests. Like a fourth one. Mm. Reimburse me, dry clean, clean my shirt, whatever. Mm-hmm. Alright. What'd you get? Your apology language, personal profile, genuinely repent. Me too. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, for some individuals, repentance is the convincing factor in an apology. Some, yeah, same. Some counterparts will doubt the sincerity of an apology. Me, if it's not accompanied by their partner's desire to modify their behavior to avoid the situation in the future. Exactly. Yeah. 
It's important to remember that all true repentance begins in the heart. A partner must feel poor. Uh, a partner must feel poorly for hurting their loved one, and rely on God's help in order to truly change. Admitting you are wrong creates vulnerability. It allows your partner to get a glimpse of your heart, a glimpse of true self, its assurance that the apology was sincere. One important aspect of genuinely repenting is verbalizing your desire to change. Your partner cannot read your mind, though you may be trying to change his side. You do not verbalize. If you do not verbalize your desire to change, your to your mate most likely they will still be hurt yeah that makes sense it is uh important to remember that change is hard constructive change does not mean you uh does not mean we will immediately be successful there will be highs and lows on the road to change you must remember that anyone can change their ways if they are truly and genuinely ready to repent yeah that was a fun quiz yeah i wonder what the other ones are uh yeah me too because I don't got think, the same one, so... Yeah, I don't think I got genuinely repent last time. Is that what you thought it would be? Based on, like, reading the answer? Yeah, I think so. Because I was like, um... You gotta be, like, willing to change. Because I don't... You gotta prove it. Yeah. I don't trust words. I think a lot of people speak with empty words. Yeah. I feel like, for me, this like, the only way to apologize. Like, I didn't realize it's, like different ways I feel like all the other ones were just kind of wrong like I feel like they're not real just not you're real. just like what the fuck is that that's not an apology yeah. like what the but fuck but that's how people apologize though yeah but that shouldn't that shouldn't be yeah. allowed like an apology it's not an apology if you're not mm-hmm. if you do the same thing over and over again I mean that's what like yeah. my parents taught me at least like, mm-hmm. like what's an apology that's true empty words if you don't do it for real I don't know I thought that was like the definition of an apology it's like you're genuinely sorry and you want to change mm-hmm. I guess it's more like the way you say it too. I feel like I just wasted my time <laughs> <laughs> I was like well that's 30 minutes back. you won't get back <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow I don't know oh, Grace Grace Hazel, Hazel. is so cute where did Grace come from Alright. What's that last Let's question? Let's get to that last topic. How to heal. Oh, Well, we touched on it. Shadow work. <laughs> touched on it. Mm-hmm. That one. Um, so yeah. just to elaborate the full question, how do you heal from things like depression, um, mental health issues? Like, for, in the, for example, for me in the past, I've struggled with like ADHD. I don't know if that necessarily stems from my trauma, mm-hmm. um, but there's a good chance that it might... Um, uh, depression I said that yeah so how do you heal what do you okay boom I know I'm depressed whatever I know I've had problems I know I'm struggling in certain areas I want to change what do I do therapy 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 that's number one yeah therapy is number one like number one therapy every fucking body on this goddamn planet needs to go to fucking therapy i swear to god everyone needs therapy mm-hmm. everybody needs therapy i'll say it one more time everybody needs therapy everybody needs therapy. everyone everyone needs therapy i think that's a fact to but be honest it's not always accessible but yeah. you know it's therapy so- even if you haven't like gone through things or like mm-hmm. super traumatic things because mm-hmm. everyone goes through things even if you haven't gone through that you're like well I'm not depressed yeah you, you, you still, still need therapy, therapy. Yeah. Like, even you definitely if you feel like things. yeah like does that mean like what are you never mm-hmm. sad are you never you never true. like heartbroken have you never you know experienced something that made you cry you know right. all these things are things that are really healthy to talk about yeah even and my like, mom and like 
when I heard like deepest like darkest moments she was like you know I don't need therapy I can handle it myself God. that's Crying. all I'm gonna say if you're not gonna yeah. do therapy at least like talk to someone about these things I think talking about it really mm-hmm. helps because out of in our core human beings are all social creatures yeah like introverted and extroverted those are real things um, I also think that even if you are introverted I do think that doesn't necessarily mean the lack of all social mm-hmm. interaction is okay. Yeah. I think everyone needs social interaction, even if you're 100% introverted, like some of the people I've met in the mm-hmm. past are. Yeah. And then also, like, finding a good therapist is hard, too. So, like, don't oh. feel discouraged when you don't get, like, a good therapist on the first try. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what else? Shadow work. Shadow, shadow work. work. So you want to elaborate a little more about what shadow work is? So shadow work is like, damn, Naughty Designs explains it better. But it's like <laughs> dealing with the subconscious, your baggage, your trauma, things in your past. Um, like bringing, damn, and I was talking to Shelby about this the other day too. But, like, bringing it. Shout out, Shelby. Shout out, Shelby. You know, Shelbster. She don't like that Did you tell her, by the way? Hmm? Did you tell her about the thing? About the the wall? That I was talking... Wait. You remember the last time you were here, I told you to tell her about the thing? Oh, I totally forgot. <laughs> Can we call her? <laughs> Let's call her. I hope she's not sleeping. <laughs> Let's just call <laughs> Should I just FaceTime her? Yeah, FaceTime her. Should I like pretend like I'm not at your house? Go ahead. Why not? I don't. I mean, I can't. I can just. I would have to put my face really close because she's gonna <laughs> see the background. She knows what my house looks like. Uh, Sidetrack. Plus, no. Face it. Maybe face the ceiling or something. I'm gonna just. Yeah, that's gonna get it out. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious though. But um, what was the last question? Oh, how, how do we heal? Shadow work. Did I touch on that? Oh yeah. Um. Shadow work is like, you know, healing your trauma. Because if you don't heal your trauma, I think I'm getting like really bad <laughs> off tangent. I don't know. Um, yeah, shadow work is like dealing with your trauma rather than leaving it in your subconscious. Yeah. And like, um, mm-hmm. like we all have triggers that it like would trigger us but the shadow work helps with that I don't know I, I, my mind I'm like slowly losing mm-hmm. smartness the smartness is leaving my brain getting a little it's tired getting late. it's getting late yeah I worked eight hours <laughs> damn um hmm I think a lot of times when it comes to trauma is mm-hmm. that it impacts you even if you don't even realize it like mm-hmm. it's like boom I thought I moved on from a lot of things that happened in the past but when I took the time to actually think about them and mm-hmm. actually do the shadow work, I realized, like, holy shit, that's why I always have a problem with this. Mm-hmm. That's why I always feel this way about that. That's why I have this insecurity. Yeah. It's like, damn. Like, I didn't realize that until I actually, like, thought about it. I felt that feeling of hurt mm-hmm. in the moment as if, as if it was happening right now. And I was able to experience it, let it out. Um, and realize why I felt this way and realize that whatever belief that I got that stemmed from the pain I got, mm-hmm. that's not true at all. Yeah. Like, for example, like I, um, I thought I was never loved or whatever. And I realized where I got that from. I experienced it. I felt it. And I realized like, 
it's not really true. Like, I have a lot of people that love me, you know? And so, um, that was, like, one of the ways that it impacted me in um, a way that I took care of and realized that, you know, this belief isn't true, and it made Mm -hmm. me feel a lot better. Yeah. And so, like, it's really just learning about yourself, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And then, like, if you learn about yourself, you can, like, it's just easier to, like, interact and deal with other people. Yeah. You know. So, actually, just just to clarify, um, the way that that impacted me when I didn't realize it was that I literally would push people away. I wouldn't let anyone love me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't let anyone be there for me. It didn't matter what you did for me. It didn't matter what you said. I was always going to be angry and feel like you didn't love me or you didn't care about me and mm-hmm. you weren't doing anything for me. When it was really that I was, like, so intent on believing this belief that even if you did do something, I would find a way to spin it or do something bad to make you not want to be there for me. Mm-hmm. And then when you weren't, as a result of whatever bad thing I did to you, I would see, like, see, this is proof that nobody loves me. It's like I would make oh, the evidence to prove it, what I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. In fact, I realized that when I, was, when I got high the first time. What? What yeah. do you mean? The first time I got high, I saw, like, a little hallucination of, like, a dark cloud, and that was me. And I started to lo- I tried to love myself and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? I tried to love myself, be there for myself and stuff. And I realized no matter what I did, like, you know, the cloud was going to do that. And I spent, like, hours, like, trying to be there for myself, love myself. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this dark cloud, like, I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so eventually I remember I turned around and I started to walk away. And then, like, I heard, like, sniffling. And then I looked back and I saw me, like, a reflection of me as, like, a kid. And I saw myself crying. And I could see myself thinking out loud. It was like, I could see it. It was like, see... Like, nobody loves me. Everyone just gives up on me in the end. And I realized that that's how I was living my entire life. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I just felt so that heavy. Was my, that I was my first eye experience. <laughs> With my first eye, I did not have that eye-opening experience. Mm-hmm. You had you sure you didn't have shrooms in that weed? <laughs> <laughs> nah. I feel like it's... I don't know if it's just me or what, but I feel like I get smarter when I'm high for some reason. Because I feel like I realize mm. so much. Like, I become... I'm already super self-aware, but I come—I become even more like hyper self-aware. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't even get high to like experience the high or whatever. I get high because I really like analyzing how I act and how I feel when I'm high. I do the same when I'm high, mm-hmm. but like I feel like mine comes from a place of like fear. Mm-hmm. So it's like I have to be hyper vigilant. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I'm weird when I'm high. I can't be out in public when I'm high. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate it so much. I have to be at home, and I can't be around other people. So if I'm going to smoke, it's like I have to intentionally know I'm going to be in my room alone for the rest of the night. Yeah. Yeah. So. Also, um, as someone who's going through mental health mm-hmm. problems, and as someone who's uh, smoked a fair share of weed, mm-hmm. I don't believe that weed is the best way to handle depression <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I thought you were going to go the opposite direction with that and I was gonna be like you're wrong because yeah what you said was right mm-hmm. it doesn't help at all it's more like easing the symptoms rather than helping and exactly. by easing the symptoms you become like addicted because it's like um, I don't want to feel any other way and mm-hmm. I've seen it happen so many times and even with me it was like a pull where it was like you know, I just want to get high because I want to feel good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to feel super depressed. Like, when I'm high, I can, like, do things like get my homework done or whatever. And I can, like, experience and I can be happy. And, you know, it's, like, yeah. cool. It's fun and shit like that. But 
I realized I had to stop when I realized that I was using it as a way to run away from my problems instead mm-hmm. of facing them head on, even though it hurt more to face them head on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. Depression's so I'm hard. not going to say if you're depressed or whatever, don't smoke weed. But I want to say that if you are smoking weed, don't use it. Just be, don't use it as a way to run away from your problems. Mm-hmm. Do take time to not be high. Yeah. And that takes like analyzing yourself and the way you move and the way you act. And it's like, okay, well, is this weed affecting me or not? Yeah. I think it's easy to say no. Yeah. It's It's easy when when you're addicted to something, it's easy to just say no, it's not. Like Mm -hmm. it just it's just like just fun, whatever. It's good. Yeah. Um it takes a huge amount of self-awareness and honesty as well mm-hmm. honesty to admit that yeah well I really hope that if any of you listening are going through depression that you'll make it out it's possible because I've made it out and like I'm not saying it's going to go completely away, but, like, it does get better. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've gotten better. And Just don't give up. Keep going. You got this. You can do it. I believe in you. You. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You, you listening to me? <laughs> I'm looking really hard at the mic because I can see through the mic through to you listening. Keep going. You got this. Um, it will get better. I'm telling you. It will. If nobody loves you, we love you. We love you. I love you. JC loves you. We love you. You know? Um, Is there a way? Go to... You can DM the DVP podcast and... uh, At DVP underscore 561 on Instagram. Yeah. Just ask for Gael. I won't be giving out my Instagram on here. But, you know... (laughs) If you want to talk to Gael, you know, I'll I'll give her the login. Yeah. the DVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works, too. I was going to say you could just send them my way, but that works, too. That works, too. I can just log into the DVP. (laughs) You know, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling like, you know what, I don't want to do this no more, this being life, just just hit up the DVP first. Just talk. Yeah. Just let me know. Yeah. We can talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, If you're listening, if you made it this far, we appreciate you. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening. I know this is a bit of a different episode. I hope that it helps someone. If it helps one person, I'm, I'll be happy, to be mm-hmm. honest. You know, it helps me, and I guess I'm one person, so I guess I'm happy about it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Down versus we out. <laughs> All right. We love you. <laughs> yes, sir. No, Yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go sleep. It's All right.